Hey everybody, it is the Permanent Vacation Radio Show, and we have an all-new episode for the week of October 24th, 2016. <laughs> My name is Kevin, and uh, I am joined as usual by AK. AK, Hello. how are you this week? Awesome. Sweet chicken. That's the catchphrase <laughs> that I'm trying to get caught on. <laughs> and uh, we also have Mr. D. Mr. D, how are you doing after a busy weekend? Real good. A little tired. Very tired, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. Very awesome. tired. <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were, uh, you were the Iron Man of uh, <laughs> band... What was it? Band interviewing over the weekend. We're going to get into a little bit of that. Yeah, so we got a bunch of sh- stuff coming up on the show this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. We're going to be catching up with Mr. D's experience as a music reporter at the big Aftershock Festival this past weekend for local station 101.5 FM KTKE right here in Truckee, California. We're going to dive into our weekly segment, What the F?, and uh, we're also going to be sampling and lending our opinion in an all-new beer review, what that beer is and what we think of it. You'll just have to keep listening to the show to find out. And a lot of other, of course, scintillating content. Permanent Vacation Radio can be found on the Podbean app, and we are also on iTunes as well. And you can always check our website at permanentvacationradio.com. And we, I know we've been uh, teasing this. Uh, I swear, I swear, I swear we will be up on social media here very shortly including uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram if there's any uh, good photos that we've got out there. So, uh, yeah, so how were you guys' weekends? Real good. Thanks for asking. Mine was good. I babysat the dog and worked while my man went to Hangtown for five days. Oh, yeah? What was going on in Hangtown? Hangtown is a Placerville festival, and it includes lots of... um, he said mostly like bluegrassy things, but um, of course they jam out and go a little crazier in the evening. But I mean, it's music like kind of like a tiny high Sierra, like yep. all night long till 6 a.m. That's a great description of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right on. Nailed it. Mr. D, you've been there? No. <laughs> oh. But I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so me, the closet guy, uh, just totally sequestered, cloistered in my house. Never get out. I have no idea what any of that stuff <laughs> is. Um, but it sounds like uh, Mr. D went to a really, really great festival over this past weekend. Amazing. Called Aftershock. Now, uh, before we get into Dennis's, Dennis's experiences, uh, we're going to do our segment, which is, of course... What, what the, the F. F? What the F? What the F? What the F? All right. So, what the F? What the F? This week, Alicia. What are we going to be talking about, Mr. D? Well, what's our what's our topic for what the F? Um, the mentality of uh, grown men mosh pitting. Grown meaning When I mean grown men, I mean thirty-five plus. Right. Thirty. That's definitely you and I. <clears throat> okay, yes. that's definitely Mark. He he and I both do that. <laughs> Apparently, AK is a grown man. I did when I was uh, when I was in a my grown ass man. When I was grown in my twenty-one, man. twenty-five, twenty-six era, I, I definitely ran around the mosh with with my hormones raging. And hey, you know what? You heal a lot quicker <laughs> yeah, in that well, decade of your life. You're resilient at that age. It's true. Look, I was never, you know, I weigh all of uh, 17 pounds. <laughs> so I was never much of a, much of a mosh guy. How if do you I, do that when you eat pizza and drink beer? How do you maintain that? You've got you know? a hummingbird uh, metabolism. Uh, yes. Tapeworm. <laughs> Tapeworm. <laughs> Tapeworm. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but uh, I was never a mosh pit guy. Plus, I grew up in the 80s and... You know, unless you were into punk rock, which I was not, I was into uh, the metal scene and the prog rock scene. So there was not a lot. <laughs> there was not a lot of moshing going on at the, uh, you know, the Marillion show. Or Dave Matthews Band. There just really wasn't a mosh scene. It's really upsetting. I grew up with Fishbone and Primus. Well, not grew up with them, but but uh, that's when I first experienced mosh pits. Was Fishbone. Jane's Addiction, Primus type yep. music. Yep. LA. I saw that on the videos. LA alt punk. Good stuff. So, yeah. what is your what is your what the f uh, experience? Uh, let's uh, encapsulate what we're talking about here. Draw us draw us a mental picture. Just uh, big sweaty <laughs> grown men that are don't even look at the show or take in the show. They're just more about just. Screaming and yeah. pushing people and and getting their getting all their, their anger out, all man. their fluids all over you. Oh. Yeah. It's just really gross. Man. It is. It's it's it's. it's I, I mean, I'm all for it for the kids for the 25 and lower. I'm all for it. Let them do it. But it's it's it it irks me. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does when I see a grown man in there 
uh, just getting out his teenage angst. And just maybe at the same time leveling some small girl at and the same time. And they don't time. even care. No. They don't, it's all about them. It's a, look at me, look at me, look at me sweat, look at me be a badass. Right. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is gross. Uh, the one uh, Mosh experience in the last few years that I remember uh, vividly was um, there was a show up here in the Tahoe area. Uh, slightly Stupid or something was up here. I forget what that was. It was out of the park. And um, <laughs> Santa Vista, yeah, yeah, muddy as hell, yeah, yeah. And I saw Fishbone some, was there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there was, um, there was essentially a no rail. FX. Yeah, yeah, that's the show. Yep, we were right up at the front, and uh, there was a essentially a railing between the stage and the crowd, and we were leaning up against that railing, but for some unknown reason. Out in front of that railing on the crowd side, they had also laid down this, uh, I don't know, it was probably about a five-foot section of wooden flooring <laughs> onto the onto the grass. And that didn't make any sense to me. Um, and around that, was a, there was a frame there that held it in place. And I saw some guy come, get flung out of the mosh pit, lose his balance, and hit his head right on the side of the coping of this Ooh. this wooden floor that Ooh. they had put out there. It messed him up bad. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, definite concussion, got super combative, had no idea where he was. They, were, they had paramedics there trying to help the guy. We were trying to get people in to get this guy because he was like twitching on the ground. Jeez, how did he miss that? And he had this... <laughs> I didn't uh, see that either. He had this crazy, you know, kind of concussed reaction whereas you get really angry at everybody that's trying to help you because you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. Right. And it was kind of scary. And um, did it deter anybody from doing the, the moshing thing? Nope. Everybody nope. was just right back oh, yeah. in. Right back in right. there. It's like you either uh, survive or, you know, you get carted away in the meat wagon. And on the on either side of the stage, there was uh, it wasn't signs that said no moshing. There was moshing warnings <laughs> saying that it can cause health can Concussion. kill you. Yeah. yeah. Can kill you. Yeah, right. So, but that doesn't, doesn't. But don't we know anybody. that? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like it's not aggressive. Some bands will uh, will will actually uh, incite it and tell tell people to start a, a circle pit. They call it. Yep. So well, if it's controlled like that, then it's no big deal. Because I've been at Primus shows where you know there was like almost like a, a wall of people around that would push all the you know jerks back into the pit. Right. Um. You know, and, and not in an aggressive way, because like, I had a friend who was all about going in the pit and she had never been in before. And I'm like, you don't go in there too crazy. It's like a gentle, more of a gentle one. And so she went in just when they're almost flailing and immediately <laughs> just got like knocked back. Um, she lost her shoe. <laughs> you knew that we worked with this person. And so she's like freaking out about her shoe. We had to go back after the show and find it, which we did amongst the like 35 other shoes. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you just, you don't freak out in there. You can't. And if you do, people start beating you up. They can smell the fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. All right. So is that going to do it for uh, this week's edition of What, what the, the F? F? Yeah, so if you're um, if you're uh, if you're 35 and older, or 26 and older, chill out. Or of a certain a- uh, weight range, right? <laughs> sure, that that could help too. Yeah, my T-shirt was sopping wet, not with my own. Yes, sweat. exactly. Yeah, so if you're yeah if you're 35 and older and you're at the show, your your main function should be telling the younger people around you how long you've been following this band, dude, <laughs> not uh, beating the crap out of snotty-nosed little kids right. and trying to get your, uh, your uh, what's, that, what's that place where everybody goes to in the mall to buy the uh, whey protein and all that bullshit? GNC. Yeah, you, <laughs> don't get your GNC on at the show, bro. <laughs> uh, what, what the, the F? F? What the F? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm guessing a lot of this was crystallized for you when you were at the big Aftershock um, festival. Two-day fest- festival? Yes. Two-day festival. Where was it located? Discovery Park in Sacramento. <laughs> I got Mr. D right as he had a huge... Pizza face. <coughs> bite, bite of pizza. It's Pizza Mondays here. Yeah, yeah. Pizza Monday at uh, Permanent Vacation Radio. Well, we're <laughs> always on vacation, so uh, might as well have pizza. Yeah. Uh, Work it off. Yeah, two-day festival at Discovery Park in West Sacramento. Actually, if you want to get particular, it's in Natomas. Okay. Natomas, which is part of West Sacramento. I've heard of that place because I watch the news. And it's right <laughs> down the street from... Actually, we... Um, we uh, yeah, you, you park at Sleep Train... 
uh-huh. where, where we saw Van Halen. That's right. And uh, we drove by the Hooters that we went to. <laughs> With Hooters, our- Hooters and Van Halen. Those two, <laughs> yeah. two great. Two great tastes that taste great together. Duh! <laughs> Such good chicken wings there, though. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so you park at... There's they have no food p- there? <laughs> there's, no par- there's no parking at uh, Discovery Park proper. So oh. you, sleep, you, uh, you park at Sleep Train, you get shuttled in. Nice. And we got there. Uh, I, I, I uh, like you said, I, um, I, I was there on a press pass with two uh, lovely ladies and... We had to be there. Our first interview was at 11. Gates were at 11. So we got there at 10. Uh-huh. We were the first people there. Awesome. And uh, with all the first other first fans and whatever. Yep. And uh, we got all situated. And there was a VIP gated community, if you will. And inside the VIP gated community was a media tent. And that's where we took, we, we camped out and we, we were not camped out, but there was a table there that actually walked, when I walked up, there was a KTK Truckee Tahoe radio sign just waiting for us. Oh, nice. Awesome. With power strips all over the place. So we, we plugged in all our laptops. And, oh yeah. That's another thing. We, um, since we had a media pass, I mean, we could have bought swords in machine guns. Didn't even <laughs> check our backpacks. We had backpacks, laptops, phones. I, I, I had, I had 22 ounce bombers of beer. <laughs> Walked right in the place. That's awesome. Not even a flinch. <laughs> so uh, we don't you know who I am? So that's how you would destroy such an area with, like, you, you know, if you needed to smuggle in some sort of artillery <laughs> right. to create a massacre. Get, get that's a media, how you freaking do it. This media yes. band. That was. That's all we needed. Attention, ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> alert! Alert! Murderers. <laughs> if you want to take over uh, the, the world, world, start be- there. Become a DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it was. Don't worry a, about the flying lessons. It was an amazing, incredible learning experience. It was. It was just amazing. I had. We had the dream team. Mm-hmm. Um, my lady, Candy Zander, and Kristen Cresto, local bartender here in Truckee. Cool. Uh, she was our videographer. And Candy, uh, singer of local incredible metal band uh, metal, metal Echo. Echo. Metal Echo. And uh, her role was. She. We called her the boss. She was the organizer, the manager. She. She. Mm-hmm. She. She. she uh, Julie, the cruise, cruise director. Right. And she organized all the. Interviews and had a, had a very rigid schedule, and Kristen Cresto documented it all with photos and or video, and it was just an amazing experience. And I, was I, that live when you were doing those? No, we had no, it wasn't. So, uh, and they're very rigid. So every every uh, I, when I before I did my first interview, I thought that because you get six to six ten. And I thought, God, what are you do in 10 minutes? But 10 minutes Nothing is forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's an hour. God. So, yeah. So uh, I'm glad it was only 10 minutes per band. I'll have you know that we've done 13 minutes already on the right. show. It seems like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So, yeah. So um, I basically asked the, the same question, um, the same core questions, which got the whole band talking. Right. And then um, and then I fed off, off, of, off of their answers and where they're from for instance disturbed was from chicago candy's from chicago so we that that broke out a whole, a whole oh, chicago cool. thing so i'm gonna put you on the spot uh, let's see if we can do a quick lowdown of the bands that were there uh tool primus mashuga avatar from sweden uh the pretty reckless who uh the singer grew up for, she was she got her start in acting she was Cindy Lou Who oh, in The Grinch. Nice. And she grew up to be a fox in, <laughs> in, in The Pretty Reckless. Um, uh, ages, uh, uh, Anthrax, Slayer. Damn. Yeah, it was... It was, it was, a, it was a, I got to get out of the house. You <laughs> should. And Anthrax and Slayer played yesterday in Reno. That's right. They played Saturday at Aftershock and then came up the hill here and played in Reno Event Center. Damn. Yep. Damn, damn, damn. And then tomorrow's like Alice Cooper yeah. in Reno. Yeah. With, uh, with Joe Perry playing guitar. And the them. Pixies are what? playing in Santa Cruz. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Rad. Yeah, there was something in the news the other day about uh, Steven Tyler telling uh, Alice Cooper, do not put Joe Perry on stage anymore. <laughs> I don't know what the reference of that story was. I, I didn't read it, but that was the headline. Huh. Mm-hmm. There was a really cool band that I interviewed called the Mendenhall Experiment, and uh, Brandon Mendenhall was born with cerebral palsy, and this the I don't know the the bass player's last name, but Nate was uh, he's eighty one percent deaf, oh. and there was also a, a guy that was partially blind. So they're really really big on on uh, disability awareness. Yep, and uh, he swears he kept saying music saves, and and Brandon Mendenhall 
played guitar and he had no mobility in his fingers and through playing guitar he ripped wow, wow. that awesome. awesome it was awesome and uh, i asked nate the bass player how do you play bass when you're 81 percent deaf he takes out his hearing aids and he he feeds off the vibrations wow and the 20 percent that he can hear yeah yeah it was amazing so that was a they played sunday i interviewed them on saturday and um, I had to, had to get there. We had to leave our hotel early because they were the first one on mm -hmm. the main stage. And I, I told the girls, I go, we got to go see the Mendenhall Experiment. And they all agreed because they knew the story too. Mm -hmm. And um, they blew us away. They were awesome. They were, they were awesome. It was really, it was really a touching, awesome hmm. metal story. So uh, cool. before we get into the the um, kind of the uh, the interview side of things. Um, as far as the music goes, you mentioned the Mendenhall Mendenhall experiment. Experiment mm -hmm. were, were great. What were your highlights as far as uh, live? I know you're a big Tool fan. Uh, let's uh, let's calm down. I know you're gonna say Tool was great, but uh, <laughs> who else was really stood out as far as their live show? Less, come on. Um, uh, Les Claypool, Primus. They can play High Sierra Music Festival for the hippies, and they can come. They can the next day. They can play Aftershock for the metalheads. Yep. And they actually they actually <laughs> teased uh, they teased uh, Master of Puppets. It was You're awesome. kidding. No, it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Pussifer, Maynard from Tool, yeah. has a second band, or a third band, really. Mm. Um, so did they play as well? Yeah, they played the second day. And, so uh, he played with two different bands? That's right. That's awesome. he, played, he headlined the first night. Show off. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and the next day, uh, they played Pussifer during the day-ish on, on a smaller stage. And uh, Pussifer... Always an entertaining show. They're they're very theatrical, very comedy, rocking. And this time around, they had a uh, a wrestling uh, ring on the stage, and they had the best way I can describe it is those masked wrestlers, wrestlers, mm -hmm. like, luchadors, like, like right, yeah, luchadors, like uh, like Nacho Libre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone on stage had uh, well, not everyone, but mostly everyone had those those masks on. And uh, then uh, second song in, they actually had wrestlers come in and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> two hot chicks and two dudes beating the shit out of each other on in the ring. Hmm, cool, awesome. super cool. So, um, so those are some of the musical highlights. Let's get into some of your interview highlights. Uh, who did you interview um, that really, really stood out? Um, I know you had kind of teased something with me earlier. You got to uh, interview somebody from uh, Disturbed or the whole band. Right. And uh, um, what were some of your highlights? I, I know you're probably saving this for your other gig, but uh, maybe you can give us a little insight in, as to uh, what was really outstanding. Oh, not even. I'll talk about it. Um, so, uh, so, like I said, there was a little fenced-in area, VIP lounge, and a media tent. And most of the interviews were conducted there. And actually, I moved out of the media tent, and I uh, we set up a little camp under a tree. It just seemed more earthy, and we kind of did uh, interviews under this tree. Mm -hmm. um, you can see some pictures on on uh, on the old Facebook. But um, when we did Disturbed, we had uh, drummer extraordinaire Mike from Disturbed, and uh, on Warner Brother Records, and that's when the big wigs came out. We had two girls with headphones on, and. Uh, double checking our names and our IDs and they took us actually to their dressing room. Wow. <laughs> so we went to the artist tent, another closed area and that went and um, and went into his actual dressing room and hung out me, Kristen and Candy along with just mountains of cocaine. <laughs> actually, it was like mountains <laughs> of uh, white towels. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that was that was uh, that was pretty cool. And he was nice. He looks intimidating, bald, goatee, you know, just kind of a straight mean face. But he was the nicest guy. In the yeah, world. yeah. Well, his his kit, too is really really um double unique bass. he's got the big double bass thing but it's really low slung to the ground he plays uh really low on his drum throne and he is the master of the syncopated kind of keith moonish because keith moon has his, yep. his drums but the but the thing about that guy is i mean i've got a big huge drum kit in the back room right now and i can play triplets on that all day long at a rapid pace the thing that really amazes me about him is he can play slow syncopated beats on those double basses and really keep that metronomic uh, beat going. At, and that's very difficult. That's something I've never been able to do. And you have to sit back there and practice and practice and practice the rudiments to get that done. Um, and I've always been amazed by his ability to do that. The, the thing about Disturbed that I like the most is the drumming. 
Yeah, they're badass. And the the, the singer must be operatically um, trained. Well, yeah, he, they just had that, that huge hit with the uh, the remake of uh, The Sound of Silence. Yep, Simon Garfield. And I, yep. asked, I asked Mike about that, and I said, because um, before that, they also did... Um, Phil Collins, or no, uh, Tears for Fear, Shout. They redid Shout. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I asked them why they do that era of, of... Well, they did Genesis Land of Illusion. Land of Illusion. Yep. And uh, he he said that, um, was in particular, Simon and Golfer and Farnfunkel, when, he, when uh, his dad would drive him around the car, there would be a cassette tape of Simon and Garfunkel in his car, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he just wanted to do it. He wanted to metalize it. Yeah. And it turned out great, I think. I mean, that's overplayed right now, but um, if you take a few months off and not listen to it and listen to it again, no, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It really is good. So who else, who else is a big standout interview, interviewee? Um, the Mendenhall boys. The Mendenhall experiment was really cool because I didn't know anything about their disabilities until 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 he came, you know he walked over with you know with a limp uh-huh. or whatever. And um, it was just amazing talking to those guys, and they were just they were just pouring their heart out. Uh, who else? Um, uh, local band Sacramento out of Sacramento called Some Some Fear None uh, with a chick on bass. Uh, Candy was drawn to that because she's she's like she likes the, the the female representation. Yep. And those guys were super super cool, down to earth. Gave me two CDs, signed them both. Um, super rocking kind of a la Soundgarden, Queens of the Stone Age ish. Um, they were cool. Um, the Calvi- Cal- Calaveras brothers from Sepultura. Oh, wow. And, and Soulfly. Yeah. Uh, they were interesting. I don't want to go too much <laughs> into it. They're interesting. It seemed like they were in a rush. So uh-huh. and, and their eyeballs were everywhere but me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and, uh, I actually heard later that one of them had a flight to catch. So I think that's that was it. Oh, yeah. Either that or they had a whole bunch of towels. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I brought up that I saw I saw I was I saw them with Pantera in Long Beach in 94. And during their show, Brazil won the World Cup. They're from Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy came out with a big flag. And he was that was he kinda, I kind of got his attention then. He was like, really? You were there? So yeah, I kind of got his attention at that one point. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Cool. So did you get any? Did anybody get their breast signed while you were doing all these interviews? No one that I known, but I saw some signed breasts. Excellent. Oh man. Yes. Excellent. At the very end, uh, actually, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, um, is there going to be another version of this coming down the line? Are they going to try and do this every year? Uh, was this a one-off? This was the seventh annual. Seventh annual. Oh my god! I'm, I'm Where such have you been? Where do you freaking loser? I do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Disturb was awesome. Chevelle was awesome. Zach Wild of Ozzy, uh, Ozzy's, mm. Ozzy's uh, guitarist, the Berserker. He did a, the Berserker. He he had a, a band called Zach Sabbath. Oh, cool! <laughs> Cover all covered all Black Sabbath. Yep. Opened with uh, Children of the Grave. It was awesome. Cool. Uh, this is, it was overwhelming. Um, Avatar. Avatar is our. Uh, now they're from overseas, right? They're from Sweden. Yep. And they dress. They're a lot of a lot of face paint, oil paint, uh, kind of circus clothing, like a ringleader clothing, mm-hmm. striped socks, and, and long, long. Uh, yeah, they were. Um, they're like funk metal. Really, uh, their sound is super cool. <laughs> and uh, ghosts. Who I thought was I didn't know anything about ghosts and another oil paint. I think they're from Sweden as well. Sweden, Sweden's happening. Sweden's the new Seattle. A lot of Cookie Monster lyrics. <laughs> um, there was one or two bands that had Cookie Monster type vocals. Yeah, yeah, guttural. It's called. Yeah, yeah, guttural. <laughs> but uh, Ghost was cool guttural, too. I call it Cookie Monster. Ghost was cool too. He, uh, th- he was. Uh, Karen Candy said that uh, he, they, he reminded him her of uh, a Swedish Perry Farrell. Huh. Mm. Well, it sounds like uh, Buckethead would have fit in right there on, on that, <laughs> totally on that show. Have. Absolutely. <laughs> That's somebody I'd still like to go see. Yeah. You haven't seen him? I've not seen Buckethead. No. Oh, dude. Next time he's around, we're going. Did yeah. he ever... Um, do we know who Buckethead is? <laughs> yes. Everybody knows who Buckethead okay. is. He, his, he's... <laughs> He's the kid that was on that sitcom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the Marilyn Manson? Uh, I don't think anybody knows rumor. who he is. I think Not really, we though. know his name, and but we don't know who he is, and he hasn't been unmasked like what Gene a Simmons. lanky, crazy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numchucks. Martial, All right. martial arts. So uh, coming right after this, uh, off after the aftershock festival, and um, you know Dennis moonlighting and kind of <laughs> cheating on us here at the. Uh, <laughs> 
permanent vacation radio. Um, well, you get paid for that, right? Because it's part of the radio station. They set me up with it. They didn't. Yeah. They, they didn't pay, pay him in they, towels. Yeah, they didn't pay. <laughs> they didn't pay for anything. Oh they they gave me the free. Alicia, can you believe this? Three media <laughs> three media passes. Well, I mean, well, I would do it for free. What are we? Chop, <laughs> what are we? Chop liver over here? <laughs> Unbelievable. Three media passes, and uh, they gave me those, so I was very appreciative. Three media passes, huh? There's only two of Mr. us. Mr. D, A.K., <laughs> Kevin. This guy's never even been out of friggin' Truckee. I've, I've never even seen a mosh pit. All this is conceptual to me. Right, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, wait, this is a ba- you're saying bands play music? Is this- <laughs> All this is conceptual. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've only heard records. Mm-hmm. That's a good record. <laughs> That was my uh, <laughs> that was my Regis Philbin impersonation. <laughs> that was a good record. Corn was cool. Corn had uh, the whole crowd of I don't know. Is Corn still around? Yeah, and they had everyone under their thumb. You, you, you could have told them to do, told the crowd to do anything, and they would have demand. They would have commanded. Who's them. playing drums for them now? Don't know. Yeah, you know it was Mike Portnoy from uh, Dream Theater for a while. Right. Ew. Don't know. <laughs> there you go. There's some insight into me. <laughs> yeah. So last night in a drunken stupor, I bought a, a Rush concert t- t-shirt from Hot Topic online. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's no joke. Wow. Helen, and now people are going to ask you about the show. <laughs> Helen, Helen Beerskink. <laughs> what tour? 78 Hemisphere. Nice. Rad. <laughs> hold the hot, hold the rest of Holly, proudly high in hand. That's the one. That's the <laughs> nice. one. Oh my God, it's Hermespurs. <laughs> you ever seen that meme? <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> All right. So that's going to transition really, really well into uh, our next little segment here, which is going to be the recent announcement of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominations. If you uh, haven't been able to figure out so far, this is a pretty music heavy version of the permanent vacation radio in fact we started off the show with um a newly released uh, something that's been around for a long time on bootlegs uh but it was just recently released officially by the band uh queen we will rock you uh the fast version there is uh, there's been a, a version of that live from i think montreal on youtube for years and years and years but they've never really released it as a as an official song but they re just recently released that version and uh we'll hear a little bit more of that at the uh, closing part if you want to check that online and uh want to uh wish uh, brian may from queen a speedy recovery uh, just two days after they released that song, uh, they've canceled all of their activity for the 2016 year uh, due to an illness that he is suffering. So we wish uh, Brian May speedy recovery. What? Uh, no word on the illness. What it is? No word on specifics on the illness. No. Um, it could be anything from fatigue to you know. I mean, these guys are getting older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So uh, speaking of that, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations. I got a big, huge list here of people who are nominated. Uh, I'll go through that list real quick, and then we'll kind of go around the table here, and uh, you guys can chime in on who you think deserves to get in. So nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2017 are Pearl Jam. Tupac Shakur, Depeche Mode. Yes, yes, yes. ELO or Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, Jane's Addiction, Janet Jackson, Journey, The Cars, The Zombies, Yes, Bad Brains, Chaka Khan, uh, gonna rocky Chaka Khan, uh, Cheek, the band Cheek, Cheek, mm-hmm. um, La Freak, <laughs> Jay Giles Band, Joan Baez, that rabble rouser. Uh, Joe Tex, Kraftwerk, <laughs> MC5, and Steppenwolf. So now that is the nominees list, which doesn't mean all of these people are eligible. Well, they're, are, they're eligible, but what they're asking the fans to do is go on the site and vote. And the top five are going to go into that fan ballot thing, hmm. uh, which they did uh, so famously a few years ago when... Rush finally made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after years of being snubbed. And finally, the uh, fans had their... And the help of Eddie Trunk. Yeah, the fans had their say, and uh, that was a, a landslide. So let's uh, let's go How around the corner here. How many people vote? So essentially what you can do is I think you can vote once a day, maybe. Oh. Um, you know, because I think your your system caches that... I, that uh, IP address and says you can you can only vote once a day. Gotcha. Um, don't quote me on that, but essentially what you're doing is you're picking five of those bands and sending them through to the ultimate fan balloting. And from that, one band will get chosen from the fan balloting, and from the rest of this list, the uh, hall will make that choice themselves. Hmm. 
So, um, let's go down the line again real quick. Uh, Pearl Jam, Tupac, uh, Depeche Mode, Electric Light, Orchestra, Yellow, uh, Jane's Addiction, Janet Jackson, Journey, The Cars, The Zombies, Yes, Chaka Khan, Sheik, Jay Giles Band, Joan Baez, Bad Brains, uh, Kraftwerk, MC5, Joe Tex, and uh, Steppenwolf. So, so, Alicia, you were saying you didn't know who MC5 was. Uh, uh, you know, Kick Out the Jams, the Rage Against the Machine yeah. version? That's MC5. That's a cover of them. Huh. So kind of commonly, um, you know, pointed to as one of the first bands that came out with the idea of heavy metal. Heavy metal. Right. Um, I can't remember if they had the first one of the first two guitar attack bands. But I, um, anyway, just their kind of their persona was uh, one of the first uh, metal bands. One of the, the bands that are commonly finger checked as that or bad yeah. brains uh, i don't know hr yeah so for me when i approach this list i see a lot of great bands in here but i see a lot of great bands that are definitely going to make it i see a lot of great bands that have members that are getting older that i'd like to see them i'd like to see them perform and the one thing that the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony always does is it brings these bands back together mm-hmm. especially bands that have been um kind of uh docile well not only docile but they may have been uh feuding sure they hate each other for and decades sometimes there's some you know reconciliation and people get back together and they they come do this this thing so when i look at this list i kind of look at these bands and i say god who would i like to see perform again tupac i mean well (laughs) good one <laughs> hologram, hologram. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the the one to me that really, really sticks out would be Journey. Now, could Steve Perry do it? I have no idea, but I'd love to see Steve Perry, Neil Sean, and I'd especially love to see Greg Raleigh come back from the original Santana band right. and get those guys all back together. That would be super cool for me. And in fact, I will tell you, I did vote for them uh, in my nomination. So <laughs> nice. Um, what do you guys think? Pearl Jam for sure, absolutely. Pearl Jam, James however, Addiction, band that changed my life personally. Yep. Right. Um, I'm a big Tupac fan. I gotta say, it's not. It kind of stands out a little bit in this. How many? Lineup. So, just a question, devil's advocate here. Uh, how many albums did Tupac come out with? Shit. Let's look it up online. Good question. Great question. Yeah, I just don't know what his repertoire is. I don't know enough about him to he wasn't be able to. For very long, he was in. Um, he played with uh, Digital Humpy Underground. Hump. Yeah, Digital Underground. He was like a dancer and a background singer first. Okay. Um, his lyrics are 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 are. Uh, how would he say? Positive. Hmm. And uh, and and meaningful. They're not. They're not just your, your everyday rap. Right. Bitch. 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 Right. So when I saw his name on there, I was I've, I was kind of shocked because my impression was, and you can absolutely tell me that I'm totally wrong and uh, totally off base. Is that he eleven didn't, studio? He album. didn't put on a lot. Uh, did, didn't put out a lot of material. But you're saying eleven albums. Eleven that qualifies in a short time. In a short that, time. Well, of course that. But yeah. that qualifies though. That's yeah. a that's a body of material. I was not aware of that. Right. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Tupac, and I mean, I really like the Cars, and I and I know most of the words to the Cars. Yeah. Well, if Tupac comes back, I'd like to see Benjamin <laughs> Orr come back as well. <laughs> Rico, I like all the guys that aren't here anymore. Rico Kasich is a uh, is a uh, producer now. He produces all kinds of bands. He does. Out. But you know, if you go back and you listen to that catalog of music from the Cars, you're going to find that that bass player Benjamin Orr, who uh, passed away. Uh, he is the guy who sings the hits. Right. Yeah. That everyone knows. Absolutely. Um, so my my quick list was, um, let's see here. Let me go through, down this list. Uh, I went for Journey because I'd like to see them get back together. And I'm being self-serving here. Uh, <laughs> I want them to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think a band like Journey deserves to be in there. Uh, but I also want to see those guys get back together and play. Um, I'd like to see the cars up there. Um, I also went for, uh, what else did I tell? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, uh, I voted for yes. And with Chris Squire passing away last year, um, that's, that's a big, a big miss. Um, they should have been in the rock and roll hall of fame a long time ago. A big void. Yep. And the fact that they're being, uh, nominated again is great. I think the fans need to get together and put those guys in. 
But let me just give you a, a, a speaking of yes, here's the other thing that's always fascinating to me is how do you make a decision when you're the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you've got a band that's had infighting throughout their entire career? There's been a multitude of lineup changes throughout their career. Who do you invite and who do you not? Right. Well, um, how do they do that? So here's a list of everybody that's been in uh, the band Yes over the period of uh, their their existence that's had any kind of um, significant uh, you know influence on what they've done. John Anderson, Trevor Horn, um, Benoit David, John Davison, Peter Banks, Steve Howe, Trevor Rabin, Billy Sherwood, Chris Squire, Tony Kay, Rick Wakeman. Uh, Patrick Moraz, Jeff Downs, Eddie Jobson, um, Oliver Wakeman, Bill Bruford, Tony O'Reilly, Alan White, and um, Jay Shellen. So that's now, what not- does that mean when they when they put together this list? Are these people that played with them a couple shows or play? You know, like just pl- stood in for so, somebody. So no, these are people that were actually they actually contributed to the band on a recording. Oh, okay. And this is a graph that shows, uh, if that was in color, that would show which instrument they played and the years that they were in the band. Hmm. That is a very complex representation of a band right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Crazy. here is one thing that I did find out from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame site. Uh, in a change of tradition, the Hall of Fame has announced that uh, announced the individual members of each band that will be honored. Pearl Jam, for example, have had five drummers, drummers through the course of their career, but only current drummer Matt Cameron and founding member Dave Krusen will be inducted. Shall they get nominated or huh. inducted into not the Jack, Hall not of Jack Fame. Irons? They will not be in there. Huh. So this is this to me is tricky, especially if you're fanboy number one of Matt, some of these. Matt bands. Cameron also drums currently with Soundgarden. Yeah. Uh, Electric Light Orchestra had many musicians come and go over the years, but just Jeff Lynn, he's the core. Roy Wood, Bev Bevan, and uh, Richard Tandy made the cut. Uh, the classic Steve Perry lineup of Journey is listed along with uh, founding keyboardist, keyboardist singer Greg Raleigh. Nice. And as far as yes, they are addressing my very concern here. <laughs> um, original singer John Anderson is on the ballot along with drummers Bill Bruford and Alan White. Both of those have had huge. Um, influences, yeah, yep. conf- uh, perfect, perfect word. Keyboardist Tony Kay and Rick Wakeman, Burp. guitarists Steve Howe and Trevor Rabin, and bassist Chris Squire. Hmm. Um, another interesting one would be keyboardist Vince Clark left Depeche Mode after their first album, Speak and Spell, but he is listed along with the rest of the band. <laughs> is Chris Squire the one and only bass player? Has has the be- two founding members of Yes were Chris? That's a microphone. <laughs> um, Chris Squire and John Anderson. Cool. Rad. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And he's the only bass player. That is not true. Uh, actually, Billy Sherwood came in and played. I He may have played guitar. Oh, where's my graph? Mm-hmm. There you go. Billy Sherwood. Let's see, you're going to stump me here. Billy Sherwood came in and played guitar briefly. Huh. Uh, but he is a bass player, and he has now taken over for Chris Squire as they tour. Um, they were just in Reno recently. Yep. Trevor Horn uh, from the Buggles. Right. He was the um, lead singer right. on one album, Drama. Right. Drama came from the drama right. in that band. Right. And uh, he was the producer of uh, 90125 and the follow-up, Big Generator. Big Generator. Yep. Yep, yep, nice. yep. I would have to vote for the classic 70s, yes. The fragile and um, close to the edge, that era, yes, is, yep. is the classic as far as I I think. That's the one that, that I dig the most. Um, it's kind of an interesting lineup. How, I mean, like, you know, it, to me, how do they even, what do they do? Are they just like, ah, oh, these people are... How do they figure that out? That that's a good question. I don't know, and to me, uh, it's just you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. But you know, it, it all stems from the, the famous feuds that have gone over the years. You know, uh, John Fogerty um, and uh, what was the band he was in again? Um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. There was a huge feud there. Blondie, Blondie. None of the original musicians got up there. Only Debbie Harry. She brought her current band up on stage, and these guys were like, 
<laughs> what the <laughs> F? <laughs> you know, it's like we were on those records right. you, and we're not invited here. So they Very have funky. to do something about that. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it's a shame when some of those those contributor contributors uh, uh, are just not included. So that's kind of going on with Kiss, right? Or oh well, my God! <laughs> that's what did the he classic. do? Yeah. He did something. That's the classic. He did some what the f stuff. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gene Simmons. As much as I love him, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah. no, he is. Oh, kind of a racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah. Yeah. He's like the Godzilla of rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap up our discussion. Oh, dude, you didn't chime in. Uh, what's going on? Uh, what, 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 what bands do you yes. want? What bands do you want? <clears throat> Pearl Gems is uh, is a definitely yes. Tupac, yes. Depeche Mode, I love Depeche Mode, yes. Uh, Jane's Addiction, the band that changed my life. I was uh, I was on the Grateful Dead bus, long hair, wearing skirts, the whole bit, <laughs> twirling, eating handfuls of mushrooms. Sweating on everybody. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and a friend of mine uh, from Pennsylvania called me out here and he said, check this band out called Jane's Addiction. And he says, I go, what are they? What are they about? And, he, and he, I, I'll never forget this. He said, they're part Grateful Dead, part Guns N' Roses. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, and they only had their triple X record, their EP out, and Nothing Shocking had just come out. And I went and bought Nothing Shocking, and I never looked back. I was I I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would go to Jane's, I would go to Grateful Dead uh, shows, saying Perry and Jerry, Perry and Jerry. I was that guy. Oh my God. So I'll give you my Jane's Addiction story, which is going to be much different than yours. Um, <laughs> I went to a show at Fullerton College in Southern California. And uh, the band X was playing and I went to go see X and they had this opening band that none of us had ever heard of called Jane's Addiction. And we were sitting in the uh, the audience in the it was I think it was in the gym and uh, we all were there to see X. We were there to see X. Right. Have I mentioned that we were there to see X? <laughs> yes. So this guy comes walking out on stage for the opening band. He's got uh, huge blonde dreadlocks and he's wearing a white corset. And uh, <laughs> that's Perry. And it was Jane's addiction. Uh, my life was changed forever. I never looked back. And I said, um, I don't like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Where's X? Alt, alt rock. <laughs> Jane's, uh, Jane's does a couple of X covers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe he was in influenced by that show hey, sure there you does. go is x in the rock and roll hall of fame they better be i they, they, that's, they, better I, be. they should be as well Xine, jane doe heck yeah John doe. heck yeah all right uh we're gonna get into some uh, beer reviews here on the permanent vacation radio program all right the passport i remember my first beer <laughs> i'm drunk you're drunk everybody's drunk it was the greatest beer in all the world and this week we have got a special offering uh, from a brewery right here in the Northern California area, Old Republic, which is uh, spelled O-L apostrophe Republic. They are coming out of Nevada City, California. I've been there. And uh, Cool little place. What are these... Dennis, you're, the, you're kind of the beer expert here. What what do these guys <laughs> specialize in? Uh, this is not your normal West Coast brewery. They're not brewing a lot of he- big, huge, hoppy IPAs. They focus on old world, reinventing old world style beers. So what would be kind of the consensus as, a, as far as what an old world style beer is? Uh, I would say f- beers from like the 19th century. So like we're talking about Germany, traditional yeah. Pilsners Loggers. and Oktoberfests and yes, Loggers. Yes. And yeah, awesome. Nailed it. Awesome. Now, uh, the reason why we chose this beer is because recently this beer won a fairly prestigious award here on the West Coast. Best of show. Best of show at where? The California State Fair 2016. Excellent. Yeah. So that was just uh, recently. I was yep. there. Yeah. I did not drink this beer. You were busy pinning ribbons on pigs. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to. That's uh, a good looking pig. I want to give a shout out to Marcus from Old Republic. He he, uh, he follows our podcast. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Marcus. We Smart can always guy. use another uh, another listener. Awesome, awesome. So um, Old Republic Brewery, they've got a whole bunch of beers in their catalog, but this one just recently won this uh, Best of Show at the 2016 State Fair. And uh, this is a beer called Dead Canary Lager. And um, this is a what they call a traditional Dortmunder-style export. And uh, Dennis is going to kind of hip us to what that means. What is a Dortmunder-style export? 
um, like I said, from, <laughs> I get it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> from the 19th century uh, in Dortmund, Germany, pale golden lager, uh, clean, crisp, classic character. Notes of biscuity malts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the pour on this is it pours like a uh, kind of a traditional pilsner style like beer, Coors, like a Coors Light. Very lightweight, uh, light color. Excuse me, uh, a straw color. Not a lot of lacing. Not a lot of uh, head on the beer. Um, Something you put into a stein. Yeah, it's and got. Chug. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's got uh, a pretty good amount of carbonation. Um, why don't we give this a taste? See what we think. Cheers. Mm. Well, that is refreshing. Something that I would want to have a big mug full after you mow the lawn. Yep. Cold. Very refreshing, light, crisp. It is yeasty. Yep. And I can definitely see what they're saying as far as that biscuity, malty Malty. kind of flavor. That's definitely a European beer. And uh, the fact that it's being brewed here on the West Coast, right up here in Nevada City, is pretty darn cool. If you're um, in Nevada City, go mm-hmm. definitely go by Old Republic. It's a cool spot. Now, I'm sure they've got some some Marzins and things like that as well, if some stouts. Uh, a Celtic Red. Yeah, yeah, have. yeah, that kind of stuff. They have a Black Lager. Uh, what else do we have over there? Yeah, they got, they got, a, they got I, I want to say at least 9 to 12 different beers. And you guys carry this at... Um, Tahoe Central Market over in Kings Beach. Yes, we do. So if you're ever on the north shore of Lake Tahoe, which is where this show originates from, uh, definitely stop into uh, Tahoe Central Market and pick up something from Old Republic. We have it in 22-ounce bombers, and I believe they just uh, started canning the Old Canary as well. Oh, that's great. All right. That's great. Canning is the way to go. And I want to thank uh, Tina over at Xander's here in Xander Spirits here in Truckee, California. That's where I picked up this particular bomber that we're drinking out of tonight. Does she, does she also follow the podcast? Uh, she says she does. I have seen no indication that she <laughs> is getting any of the jokes or any. I'm t- <laughs> so uh, she's. I think she's in the middle of her 22 push-up challenge, which is uh, all over social media right now. Nice. So that might be what she's focusing on. Nice work, Tina. You're a bigger woman than I am. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get past six push-ups. <laughs> six push-ups. Yeah. Honestly, ten I can't. Is, ten yeah. is a good one. I, I got a I got a shoulder uh, injury from a skateboarding accident years ago, and I can. Uh, it wrecked me. Well, getting back to the beer, um, you know, uh, AK, you mentioned, uh, is this a miner's beer? Dead Canary. I get that. You know, Canary in a coal mine. Right. Um, I don't know where the name of that comes from. Do you Do you have any idea, uh, Dennis, where that, that name of that beer comes from or I what don't. the significance is? No. Well, the bottom line is it's, uh, it's got a really cool label. Uh, all their labels are really cool. This one happens to have some uh, yellow lettering on there with a canary feather. If you have a chance to pick this up, you want something refreshing, you kind of want to stray away from that, um, the big heavy IPAs. Oh, it does say something about it actually on the side. So, so totally. yep, AK's diving into the, uh, it's the fine print. It's historically well documented that birds like the canary were used as an early warning system in mines for deadly gases. Gases, I knew it. Not so well known as the stupidity of the Old Republic brewers for running a gas-powered concrete saw in a confined space and getting carbon monoxide poisoning during brewery construction. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Awesome. Yep. So there is a story behind it. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Well, I like that beer quite a bit, and uh, I'm a big IPA fan. And that was a, I got a mouthful of pizza, sorry. That was a, a, a kind of a, a little uh, bit of a, a detour for me, but that was very, very tasty. A lot of the beers that are coming out right now around the Oktoberfest, uh, they're all uh, being made underneath the kind of that guideline of that um, German brewing, um, what, what do you call that, German brewing protocol or whatever they call that. And a lot of those beers come out tasting uh, very similar. This one has a very unique taste, um, and I found it very, very delicious. I can see why it's a uh, it's why it's a winner. Yeah. Um, so we happen to have another beer here as well. If we want to get into this one, I don't know if you guys are interested. Sure, let's try it. But we got another beer here that we can sample, and this one is coming from uh, Deschutes Brewery. Deschutes coming out of uh, Oregon, correct? Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Deschutes. I've actually been to this brewery. This is a brand new Imperial IPA from uh, these guys. And uh, this is coming in at about 8.0% alcohol by volume. Um, IBUs on that. See if you can find IBUs on that one, uh, AK. See if it says, might say it on the side of the bottle there somewhere. If not. Uh, IBU is 75. 75. So not super, super heavy as far as bitterness goes, but enough to... uh, give you some bite there 
And uh, this beer is called Sage Fright Imperial IPA. Is it Fright or Fight? Uh, Sage Fight. Did I say Fright? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sage Fight. <laughs> Sage Fight is the uh, the name of the beer. And this is being brewed with both sage and juni- juniper. Juniper, yeah. Very unique taste, um, very unique smell. It reminds me of kind of the high desert. Um, you do get that sage in your nose as you're mm. smelling it. Yep. And um, not so much the juniper, but uh, the sage really comes through for me. Yeah, it does. Uh, I like it. And I find this works very, very well. Um, this is maybe one of my new favorites. Mm. Unfortunately, this is a seasonal offering. Um. Um, plus, it's pretty high in uh, alcohol, 8.0. Uh, as an imperial IPA, this is not something you can uh, consume a whole lot of. But um, really, really tasty. And really how, good. how does it pair with pizza? I would say pizza is probably not the perfect pairing for this. Maybe. I would say maybe some Indian food. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe some something with some spice. Nice. Yes, awesome. for sure. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking of is maybe a good pasta with some uh, some marinara sauce that already has some maybe some sage in the in the sauce. Hmm. Um, maybe some uh, rosemary in there. Or you could pain. do like a meat with a sage seasoning. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. anything like that. Anything like that. It would pair very very well with. So um, I'm going to give this one. Uh, well, let's let's go around the table here. First of all, Old Republic Dead Canary Lager uh, scale of uh, the the permanent vacation scale of one to five. What five do being say? awesome. Five being the best. One being. Eh, eh. I can definitely drink uh, a, a mug full. Like I said, after doing some yard work of the Old Canary, it goes down easy. It doesn't fill you up. It's it's low in alcohol, so you can drink during the day. You won't be passed out by <laughs> three o'clock. Uh, yeah, four point eight percent. Yeah, great. Yeah, everyone's favorite. I'll give that a five. Five. All right. Oh, wow, well, five. there we go. Okay. Oh, I was gonna go with two. Two. I know. Not your favorite. No. Okay. I'm gonna go right at that four mark because for the style of beer that it was, I found it uh, to be different than anything else that's out there. Um, I found it to be very, very good. Um, and I'm an IPA dick, so I I like the hops. I like the I like the West Coast style yep. of IPAs. Yep. This isn't really my go-to, but um, I did enjoy it. It was good. Well, now let's talk about Deschutes here. Deschutes out of Bend, Oregon. Um, there is very few things that these guys do that misses the mark for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about everything they make, fresh squeezed, is obviously awesome. Uh, the the uh, the beer that started it all for these guys was Mirror Pond. Um, definitely a go-to. What do you guys think of Sage Fight? Sage and Juniper. I like it a lot. I'm going to say... Uh... 3.5. 3.5. You are tough. You are tough. <laughs> you are, we're going to have to invite some brewers to come in here <laughs> yeah. so that when we're doing the review, they can just sit there and stare They'll at you. They'll be like, yeah, oh, we, we hate this girl. <laughs> I, like, uh, my, I like my IPAs not, not boozy, not imperial, not double. Mm-hmm. I like them single, and I also like them floral and citrusy. Yep. So I'm going to give this one 3.5. So what I've been uh, finding a lot lately is I've been having a lot of um, IPAs coming out of the East Coast, which have a lot more malt to them. And I'm finding that I don't like that combination. So to find another new beer that has some alcohol, but it doesn't have that uh, boozy quality to it. In other words, when I'm drinking this, I'm not getting that sting on the tongue from the alcohol. It's being masked very, very well. Mm -hmm. And I also find that the sage and the juniper are a welcome addition as far as the palate goes. Playful, playful. I really like this beer. Um, I'm going to give this one, for me, a 4.5. At 8%, um, it's very tough to hide alcohol in a beer and still have it be smooth and delicious. And also the fact that it's kind of moderate as far as the IBUs. I really like this beer. So 4.5 for me. Cool. Nice. Yeah. It is delicious. Nice beer review. All right. So uh, what do we else? What else do we have for the uh, the show? Uh, we're, we're pretty much uh, out of time here. We've got a couple minutes if anybody wants to throw anything in there. Halloween's coming up. Halloween is coming up. Halloween's coming up. What are you guys going to be? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm gonna f- I usually figure out something the day before or day of. I throw mm-hmm. something. I have a big box of Halloween stuff from, mm-hmm. years, from years past. Yeah. You know, it's Just, funny. I was watching this uh, television the other day, and they, had, they were interviewing somebody from that big, what's that big franchise that comes up and takes over empty commercial yeah. spaces? Like Hall- Halloween. Um, Halloween World or something? Yeah, yeah whatever Spirits. it's called. Spirits. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. They were like the CEO of Spirits or somebody, uh, a spokesperson from Spirits. They were talking about how Halloween now 
Um, it's a cash crop. Well, it's not only is it a cash crop, but they, they were talking about the percentage of out of, of uh, adults that participate in Halloween now. <laughs> it's it's almost 50 50 wow. it's, nice. it's kids and adults alike yeah and they were going through the aisles of showing all the products that they were carrying and most of it was adult sizing oh, definitely. it was unbelievable nice. so definitely a cash cow uh, i'm not going out we're having a big huge get together at the uh the homestead here it's the i bought 12th. my 12th bought my pumpkin today or my, my girl did actually. yep it's the 12th annual pumpkin carving party at our house super fun and, do you want to uh, give out your address did you get a did you get an invite i did but i can't come because it's sushi Nights oh. for me. So I have to roll oh, you're sushi. working. I roll yeah. sushi. Oh. But I would be here for sure. Yes. Um, as Dolly Parton. <laughs> awesome. Wow. <laughs> Bum, we're missing that. Um, <laughs> Bring out the girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Holy moly. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just went to Ween last weekend. Too. Nice. Did that already awesome. Happen? So, uh, yeah. Um, any uh, any go to scary movies you guys? Uh, would uh, be watching on Halloween if that we weren't be, going that out. That would be AK's mm-hmm. department. I wrote some down that I think everyone should know about. And I'm not like, I mean, the scariest ones for me and out of this list, um, like Amityville route. Horror. Oh, yeah. That was just something that just chilled me to the bone when I was little. Now, as I was older, I watched The Conjuring. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't go downstairs and get my laundry because <laughs> I was too scared as a 40-year-old person. That's so crazy. What was that movie about? Like, Possessed Laundry? It's about this doll named Annabelle and the psychic people whatever they are that you know deal with that and they come into this house and they try to get this you know this doll takes over ah it's just terrifying absolutely and I guess there's a second one coming out Conjuring 2 um and as far as the old school Halloweens and Nightmare on Elm Streets and everything um but if you want to watch funny ones that are also fantastic The Cabin in the Woods it's a great movie. Um, all of the Evil Deads, of course, are great. And there's also a um, series of the great of uh, <laughs> the Evil Dead, which is really good and watchable. Same guy, the lead guy. So for me, I think I would probably just binge watch Treehouse of Horrors from The Simpsons, and I'd be super happy yeah. with that. The 600th episode was... Uh, you watched it? I did. Yeah. I did. Yep. Yep. And then uh, the other thing is during the pumpkin carving party on a loop, there is always uh, young Frankenstein playing in yes. the background. <laughs> That's nice. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Also really good if you haven't seen it. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. I've never even heard you of that. Because it, 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 yeah. it's hilarious. Slightly scary, but really good. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of the Permanent Vacation Radio program. And uh, want to thank you for uh, finding us. 4.5. Podbean. Find us on Podbean. Podbean. Yeah. So uh, the the resources to look for when you're out there is the Podbean app is the way to go. You can uh, download that, that app from either Google Store or the iTunes Store. Get that on your device and then look up Permanent Vacation Radio through Podbean and you'll find us and you'll be able to uh, subscribe to it the, pops the feed. Right, it pops right up. Yep. Yeah, it's really And if cool. you're friends with a bunch of us on Facebook then it's right there every week. That will be up and running this week. Yep. If you're friends with us on Facebook, you'll find that because we always post the show when it comes out. We're going to have our own uh, Facebook page uh, this week and you'll be able to find it there. Also, you can find us on The Mothership, which is iTunes. And just look up Permanent Vacation Radio in the podcast tab and you'll find us right there. Also, you can always check out, um, if you don't have a device, you don't want to download the episode or anything like that and you just want to live stream it, you can do that right from permanentvacationradio.com. And uh, we've got a lot of success in the last couple months. And, you know, with all these platforms that we're on, I, first of all, I can't believe we were able to pull this off. We're a bunch of rubes yeah. sitting on the table idiot. eating pizza and choking. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how, are, <laughs> how are we able to do this? I have no idea. I mean, we, we met at CanFest. <laughs> we met <laughs> we were hammered and came up with this idea of having this podcast. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. We've got a lot of uh, positive feedback out there. We have a lot of people picking up the show. We have listeners from coast to coast, and we have uh, listeners also uh, in the great white north. And just our friends and family. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So check us out. Tell your friends. Um, there's not a lot of great free things in the world anymore. This is one of them. So check that out. Permanent Vacation Radio on all those different platforms. And we're still growing and getting better. We are growing. Yes, we are. We're growing. We're definitely we're, growing. My voice is going to change any second. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, so think, until next week. Oh, go ahead. I think my balls are going to yeah, drop. Yeah, like, balls are <laughs> dropping. Balls are dropping. I think I just heard it. Listen. Dolly Parton's balls are dropping. Um, so, uh, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, until uh, next week, make it a great week. Have your own great permanent vacation. Get out there, grab some beers, try them. Let us know what you think. Uh, that's another great thing. Go on permanentvacationradio.com and give leave us your reviews of what you think of these beers. Tell us that we're uh, onto something. Tell us that we're full of shit. Become tell a day that, drinker. Tell Become us, a day drinker. Yes. Tell us that we have no idea what we're talking about. Just stroke give us our feed, egos. Give us feedback. We need it. And uh, we'll, stroke. We'll, stroke. <laughs> we'll check you guys all out next week on the Permanent Vacation Radio Show. Peace out. Ciao. See you.